pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, KB Creatives. I'm Stephen Canyon. So glad you could join us for another adventure of Manifesting Abundance. Email address, Kinetic belief at stephencanyon.com. stephencanyon.com is the website. You know, there is you. There's your life, your perspective for all things, and then there is the collective consciousness. One leads to abundance in all things, and the other, well, just look around and you can see where it leads. Today, we're going to explore Between Two Worlds, Miss Maggie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you today? Um, I'm between two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing? Are you doing well? <laughs> I'm doing so good. I feel energized, excited. Yeah. yeah. You I'm, look great. I feel focused as always. Oh. I should probably stop saying you always look great. <laughs> no, don't I mean, you ever? Right? Don't ever stop. Don't stop that. Okay. <laughs> no. Well, how's this? Um, what stirs your soul? Mm, art, creativity. Mm. I, you know, I thought you would probably say that I was thinking painting, horses, yeah. poetry, yes. music. Nature, green grass, bright flowers, yeah. I think it's a great question for anybody to ask themselves. What is it that stirs your soul? Because you know what? It's the thought of those timeless things when captured in the moment of now that connects us to the stirred soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can just have a thought for those things and never act on it. And it's really just a stirring thought. But the soul is stirred when we bring those things into the moment. For example, if you like poetry, there's a thought of it, but then there's an actual practice of it. Mm-hmm. Find a quiet place, a peaceful place, and go there and write some poetry. Yeah. And, and I can see how that, it actually is almost like a salve to your soul. It's, right? it's not, you're not just considering it. It's the act of participating in it. It's, like one, that. it's one thing to have a photograph of a horse magnetized to your refrigerator or, <laughs> or within a, a picture frame in your bedroom, but then there's a whole nother one, a whole nother thing to go and get on the back of a horse yeah. and spend a, a sunny afternoon riding through the fall mm. leaves of a forest. See ya. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> what stirs the soul? Anyway, just an interesting question um, yeah. uh, to kind of kick off today's podcast. That. Between two worlds, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've heard the Shakespearean expression, all the world is a stage. Yes. Well, in the theater, characters light up the stage in the portrayal of almost everything imaginable. I mean, we like going to to Broadway and, mm-hmm. and have certainly enjoyed a lot of the productions in the past. And I guess it's going to reopen next summer, maybe they're saying, <sighs> something like saying, that. Yeah. But I think it's going to come down to local communities putting on shows for people. Yeah, even that. But <laughs> when it, it, it will eventually return, right? Yes. It'll come back to that. You know, think about it. Halloween is coming up. Costumes are going to transform millions of people around the world into, well, something else. And what are you going as? <laughs> and where are you going? Gosh. <laughs> if you could go, what would you go as? I guess I'm staying in as a person by the fire. Yeah, well, if you could go, what would you go as? <laughs> um, I don't know. Something really extravagantly over the top and feminine like Cleopatra or something. Elsa. No. Oh, that's your niece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you go as Elsa? 
because uh, I just said Cleopatra. Oh, okay, Cleopatra. I can see that. Have you That'd gone? As, have you ever gone as Plea? Uh, Plea. <laughs> Cleopatra. <laughs> you ever gone as Cleopatra? No, but I think the makeup looks really fun. I've always thought of you as a makeup artist. You're really, really good at that. That would be anyway. that would be a fun one. Yeah. Cleopatra. Yeah, the costumes. That looks fun. Mm, it is cool. You know, I was. I was the Tin Man in a stage production of The Wizard of Oz. That's and a lot of makeup. Speaking of makeup. About makeup. You know the original guy? They, I think he got sick from the amount of metal alloy in the makeup, actually in the Lead movie. or something. And they had to replace him with somebody oh else gosh. or something. Are you but, serious? Yeah. Yeah, um, there wasn't. Awful. I don't think there was any lead in my makeup, but it was a lot of <laughs> lot of whatever it was. And each night after the show was over, mm-hmm. the cast would meet the audience mm-hmm. out in the lobby. Yeah. And when you would come, <laughs> if you were out in the lobby, there was no mistaken as to uh, who was from the Wizard of Oz production and who wasn't. You know, of all the people standing around in the lobby, it was obvious that, that well, you must have been Dorothy. Or, I, were you the Tin Man? You know, you were you standing there, there in like plain clothes, but with a silver oh, no. face? Oh, no. I was, I was Full costume. holding my axe. Oh, I love it. And the whole deal. And the scarecrow had straw sticking out from his sleeves and his pants. And the, um, the cowardly lion, well, he had a tail. You know, not the normal thing. So you could tell who was who. Yeah. Dorothy was the girl with the braids and the, the plaid dress. Everybody knew without any doubt who was the who was from the cast of characters. And so if someone walked around the corner into the lobby, they didn't have to ask if someone was had been in the Wizard of Oz. Very clear. <laughs> Very obvious. I had an oil can funnel for a hat, a tin chest, the whole deal. People knew by the way that we looked and how we were dressed that we were all from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention they had just watched us on stage for a couple You'd of have hours. To be pretty Pretty dense there to miss that, right? Well, so the question for our listeners today, what about you? Do you stand out among the collective Mm. as a perfect image of what you imagine yourself to be? Mm. If strangers met you on the street, would there be enough evidence about you that stands out from the rest of the collective for them to know that you're living a different kind of life. Wow, great analogy. Isn't that it? There should be enough evidence about us because we're using our imaginations differently. You know, so so much so that we stand out from the crowd. Yes, and I don't mean stand out in some sort of demonstrative way either. You don't need a, a tail <laughs> following you around or carrying an axe in your hand yeah. with with silver makeup Face all over and all. Yeah, no. <laughs> not that you can't. Not that you can't, but that's not what we're <laughs> talking about. Kinetic believers who are imagining their desires as having already come to pass are grateful for what they imagine to see. And they carry themselves differently than others. They're full of joy and happiness. They are the ones that are void of any discernible doubt. They don't ever seem to have any kind of worry or they don't communicate any kind of fear, and they have this grateful attitude for attracting abundance and good health into their lives. KB creators are sojourners in this world, and they are not habitually of the collective, following the swarm to and from the hive. I like that. Every human creative experiencing their genius of purpose 
sets themselves apart from the collective and its standards of thought. You know, what would be a good example of a KB creative that is set apart from that collective? You know, this is going to be someone who's living their life through the daily practice of meditating to see their life unfold from that highest viewpoint. You know, I've I've finished a session with my journal. I've imagined my good health. I've got abundance of ideas that are pouring in for prospering. My relationships are working. Uh, you know, how am I now emerging into the day? When some well, when something like a pandemic begins to move throughout the world, mm-hmm. you should be living like no one else. We should look different, speak differently, think differently to manifest into our lives those things that are different. Turn on the TV or just listen to others talk for a few minutes and you're going to find out just how the collective believes. And as a result, you'll discover that, you know what, like water, the collective by default seeks the lowest level of discourse, the lowest level for worry and doubt and fear. The focus for most people Uh, Their conversations are negative, and they're fearful, and they're doubtful, worrisome. They're grumbling, and they're complaining, but not the kinetic belief creative who's masterfully and willfully constructing their lives. No, we work at having a different kind of focus in our lives, with positive exchanges with each other, and, and on the phone, and on the street, wherever we are. And we are hopeful and optimistic, edifying, and we have you know, encouraging relationships one with the other. And as such, well, we just stand out. That can be tough, you know, if we're running with the wrong crowd. I mean, you know, for example, I went to college at Chapel Hill and gosh, talk about being surrounded by people with a a different focus. I I felt like I was from a different planet. (laughs) Well, maybe you are. (laughs) Yeah. You know, knowing that we're vastly different and in your case, Let's say you're from planet X. Well, that's the first step, knowing that you're, you're, you just don't feel like you fit in. Mm, right. And then giving yourself permission to become what is different, you know, to embrace your genius of purpose, that is the next step. Mm. First, it's the realization, and then it's the stepping into yeah, what you've realized. Yeah, right. So, for example, you know what? When, when we talk... I mean, we're positive. Mm-hmm. We're positive with each other. We're mm-hmm. optimistic. We are encouraging with family, with anybody else we're having a conversation with. We're complimentary. We're hopeful. And we're honest in those things. You know, we're not f- faking compliments just to mm-hmm. brown those. No, it's, it's looking for the authentic. And we are encouraging that yeah. um, with other people and yes. each other. When others are negative... Instead of jumping into the conversation, you know, to match their judgmental pessimism, to match those energetics, like most do, regardless of how tempting it may be, we suggest the opposite, kind of like George from Seinfeld. We just do the opposite. We, we imagine to construct, we imagine to construct the life advancing perspective of the flourishing state of consciousness. When others are suspicious of someone, for example, we choose to believe the best. And when others are talking about, you know, how they're afraid of contracting COVID, well, we talk about how we know that we're healed and protected and that our immune system is strong and it's resilient. When people talk about uh, negative things and they're, they're fearful about maybe losing their job, well, we're believing for promotion and a raise. We're expecting ideas uh, to, to arrive and to become us for expanding and for ingenuity. And we're thinking of the bigger and the better. This is how we align with light of abundance and unconditional love in a world that historically just 
drowns in the self-proclaimed energetics of you know, the fearful constructs. When everyone else is hoarding supplies, for example, fearing for their health, they're, they're worried about their finances, and they're worrying about losing their jobs, by default, we stand out. And when you're stirring yourself up in the attitude of gratitude every single day, well, I'm telling you, you're going to be a little weird and peculiar. (laughs) You're going to be a standout. And if we align ourselves with the collective and act just like the majority of the world, just like everybody else is portraying themselves to be in in the news and, and all this stuff, experiencing the same fears, the same sicknesses and the same kind of lack, then we're going to have all of the same problems that they do. If you look around at the life that you're experiencing right now, and it's pretty much like everybody else's, it's because you're having the same conversations that they are having. But when we stand out being confident and at peace, when everyone else is frantic, others are going to actually be drawn to you for some kind of wisdom and counsel. They're going to want to know, how do, how do you get what, how can I get what you have? And then that's when you're all-is-well attitude will just become infectious, and you'll be a light for the advancing life in a dark world of, of diminishing hope. Adhere to your chosen articles of faith, everybody, your firmly held beliefs, your chosen objectives, the blueprint of your manifesting journal, and speak your kinetic beliefs. I mean, even in the toughest of times, don't change what you talk about. The appearance of things, look, it has nothing to do with the reality of things. Those who develop in this ability to hold firmly to their desires abundantly attract prosperity. And their lives will exemplify to everybody else exactly what theirs could also be. Wow. You know, I'm I'm so glad that we're able to share our story through these podcasts. I mean, you and I are always amazed at how vastly different each year is from the next uh, in our lives. 2012 was totally different than 13 and 14 was totally different than 15. Things don't stay the same. You know, when we're choosing our articles of faith, holding on to our beliefs and, and putting a demand like you're, t- like you're teaching us today, you know, putting a demand on things to change. Yeah, we can see the journey of kinetic belief that it has, uh, has us and on the effect that it has on us just by looking back at our lives, mm, yes. looking from where we came from, looking at last year from today. We will pull up uh, photographs on our phone and go, <laughs> can you believe that this is what we were doing on this day one year ago? <laughs> And just in the same way. Can you believe that's what I looked like? <laughs> right. What? What's going on? Yes, I can. <laughs> but it, isn't it? It's always fun to ask each other, where do you think we're going to be in one year? And then we, we're just like, it is impossible as a KB creative to know it, what our life is going to look like in a year from now mm-hmm. because we're open to possibilities. Mm-hmm. We're open to attracting things that are far greater than anything that we could have actually ever thought of or imagined before. We're open to the journey. Yes, open to the journey. And so another way that we should be standing out from the collective, it's in our standards that we have for ourselves. And this is vitally important to advancing our mind, body, and soul. Fitting in with the collective means to do as they do. And most often, this is the result of needing some kind of validation in your life in response to the fear of being rejected. Um, It's just the desire to fit in. 
It's what leads to gangs forming in the rawest of forms. This can mean gossiping right along with everybody else, being petty by putting other people down, pointing out what you think is wrong with other people. It simply means following the, the cool crowd. And, and this can be the result of being disrespectful or wallowing in the negative energetics of depression while making sure everybody knows that you're depressed, that something's wrong. I mean, why waste a good depression on an audience of none? <laughs> People like this, sure they, they dress up in what's wrong and they head out the door every single morning. Mm, yeah. Anyone that feels a deep desire to fit in, it's only a matter of time before they just start lowering their standards. And so from the beginning, factions around the world, cultures have shown you know, again and again that people are greatly influenced by those that they spend time with, yes. the crowd that you're running of with. Course, yeah. For example, those who spend time with uh, people engaged in, in criminal activity, even if they initially oppose what they see everyone else doing, eventually end up as criminals themselves. And the energetics of affliction then becomes them, and it changes them. Studies also show that, you know, where people are far more likely to get a divorce if they have multiple friends in their circle of influence who are also divorced. Hmm. Interesting. Anyone looking to fit in with the collective will begin watching shows, for example, and movies that they wouldn't normally watch. They start reading about things that they normally wouldn't read about that contradict their genius of purpose. If if you are not centered within unconditional love for others and the acceptance for things as they are, while maintaining an insistence that you become who you were created to become, then imaginations can even produce thoughts of self-condemnation and even further convince you that, you know what, your beliefs could even constitute some kind of form of hate, uh, prejudices, and that your beliefs are not even inclusive of all other people. And you start believing this about yourself. You know, if we have to compromise our kinetic beliefs in order to fit in with any particular group of people, then we're in the wrong company of other people. Yes. And it is not a place where we want to belong. We do not belong to the collective. We are part of the individualistic collective, a group of individuals forming a collective. It's a group of creative creators mm -hmm. who are just alike in their diversity. I love that. <laughs> we belong to the expanding, advancing part of human consciousness. You know, it is so easy to be in the wrong company, isn't it? But, but you know, what about, let's say, you have to work with a group of people that you just know are not good for you. What's, what, what do you the, how do you choose that? You ever been there before? Uh, yes. <laughs> Many times. <laughs> it's, uh, it's off to work you go. Yeah. And you, you just dread getting down yeah. there right? well you do feel stuck you know mm. you, you feel stuck in that situation because you think well i need this job i, I have heard this. this complaint so often in my yeah. own life counseling and mm -hmm. remember we are in this world but not of it mm. we operate within society while we are aligning ourselves with our forward thinking for our expectations in other words, it's within the unique that we will find our standard of expressive living, which exists for the abundance of our success and for our happiness. We were created to be in this world. You were created you know, to go into function with other, other people doing whatever it is that they're doing. And they've got their own thoughts, their own ideas, their own way of doing things. That is a, a fact of this life. 
And so we're part of that world as an expression of becoming, uh, where we express our own selves and our own identity for becoming more. But here's the deal. We are not conformed and should not allow ourselves to become conformed to the collective way of thought and therefore lost uh, to its dragnets of a likeness, if you will. This means that even though we are part of humanity as it works through its natural experience and all of its systems of control, we're not actually, we're not going to act emotionally and expectantly the way that the negative collective acts or speaks. Right. This takes work. Yeah. No one ever said that it's supposed to be easy. And so this requires the conscious effort to maintain our genius of purpose, uh, those standards. And, you know, you're right. Not only is it not easy to head off down to the place that you got to go work every day when, you know, you just know you're not like those people, but it's actually not possible to straddle a fence of expectations and continually attract the better of the two. Right. We can't. Act like one thing and be another, right. for example. As such, you know what? You can expect to stand out when you get down to the office. You're mm-hmm. going to be a standout if you're holding to your standards by not standing in. Mm-hmm. We get to choose what we will believe and then see it attracted into our lives. We were created to be the deciding factor, you know, the final authority of our own lives by choosing what we will align our desires with in order to become us. Uh, not neighbor Ned, not cousin Carol, s- server Sam, not teacher Tim or coach Carl. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, immovable, the immovable, unchanging kinetic beliefs for our desires followed the creative authority of our, of our imaginations for more. Dr. Seuss. <laughs> now, I don't remember that Dr. Seuss can, book. No, this, we can follow after Dr. Seuss like if that. you want. Now, there, there is an ancient proverb which says, the wise walk with the wise. Mm. So we choose our we choose the crowd that we're going to align ourselves with, and if if the people that you're around are making poor choices, saying and doing things that don't agree with your kinetic beliefs, well, it's time to cut those ties and mm. and uh, find uh, uh, friends, attract friends who are going to encourage you to be able to go to those higher places in your viewpoints mm. and and those that will also support your thought forms. And I really like what you said about um, what to do when you have to go to work and it's not the ideal place for you as a kinetic believer. Um, it was really powerful the way that you said, you know, expect to stand out because that gave me the, this this feeling and this concept that, you know what, it's going to be a lot easier if before you even get down to said place, you're imagining yourself standing out. You're imagining yourself as the light in the darkness, that you're imagining yourself as that person because then when you show up, it just sort of fits your your narrative that you've already created in your imagination and so instead of being sort of shocked by the the place that you're going. Well stated. You, you, it's matching your expectations. Yeah, that's very powerful. Very, very powerful. Anytime that you can like set that intention and set that imagination for a place before you get there, um, I just think that's that really gets you down the road as far as being successful. Managing our expectations, what we're doing is we're giving ourselves permission mm-hmm. in advance yes. of the occasion. Yeah. Imagine yourself as Mary Poppins swooping in and making everyone's life just glorious and wonderful while you are there. Great analogy. Absolutely. (laughs) Look, if you believe that the only difference between you and those who follow after the negative unctions of this world is that you're expecting to manifest something better than they are, you know what? You're still going to miss it. True. That's true. Being able to center ourselves within the place Mm -hmm. of peace 
between thoughts and imaginatively within our genius of purpose, that still isn't enough. We have to know that we have been created in the image of light, love, joy, happiness, abundance, health, and the expanding life experience itself. Otherwise, we're just going to accept things that are less than that. So it sounds like this is fully an identity thing. Um, you know, knowing who we are, we are created in the image of light, love, joy, all those things. So if we're not those things, then we're not being authentic to who we were created to be, to that original identity. Yes. One way we should stand out and look different from the collective is in our results, mm. especially during difficult times, yeah. you know, like the ongoing pandemic. Yes. That's because we don't live under the dominion of the collective expectation anymore. We are not subject to the circumstances. The circumstances are subject to us. Right. That means that we can be side by side in the exact same situation with someone who's following the crowd through the lens of negative observations, and they're going to have a completely different experience than we will. Have you ever stopped to watch the moon rise or the sunset mm, yeah. and you were struck by the awe of that experience while someone you may be, have been standing there with, well, they, they could have cared less. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they just didn't, didn't care. Right. And I remember one time we were looking at this gorgeous, beautiful, hundreds of years old oak tree. Yeah. Down near Charleston, South Carolina. Yes, the angel oak. The angel oak. And it just stirred us both to the soul. Yes. And we were there with another couple that just, they, they just didn't care. I think at one point, one of them even said, it's a tree. It's just a tree. <laughs> it's amazing, <laughs> well, isn't it? Perspective. It's all perspective. But look, the universe as it is was created. You as you are within the universe, arrange what you choose to create. You see from a different perspective and things have a different meaning to you according to how you've stirred up your own expectations mm. for life. Yes. Wow. A thousand may be laid off from work, but you can be promoted. A thousand may contract an illness, but you can be healthy and protected. A thousand may be troubled by troubles, but you can continue to stand through every test of time while enjoying your best life. As long as we stay out of the negative energetics of worry and doubt and fear and all those things, the gratitude for whatever we choose to be, that's what lifts us up over the troubles of the world and whatever they may appear to be. It's with the practice of kinetic belief for our best life that we don't just survive when things appear to be hard. We actually thrive. Talk about being a standout. Wow. It's very peculiar to see someone thriving in the midst of famine. <laughs> wow. Oscar Wilde, actually, he put it pretty simply when he said, Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. Well, let's work on some highest viewpoint yeah. affirmations let's and let's it. just go to that highest place to look down on our lives, to attract and pull us up to the place we expect ourselves yeah. to be. Just take, take us there. <laughs> just say this out loud say, I am one of a kind. I'm one of a kind. I'm unique. I am unique. And expressively beautiful. And expressively beautiful. I'm full of originality. I'm full of originality. And I must be. And I must be. Who I am. Who I am. I am safe. I'm safe. Being who I am. Being who I am. I'm exceptional. I'm exceptional. As me. As me.
And I approve of me. And I approve of me. My presence on this earth. My presence on this earth. Especially my deep presence. Especially my deep presence. Advances all that I am. Advances all that I am. My value isn't something I need to prove. My value is not something I need to prove. It's just who I am. It's just who I am. I'm so beautiful. I'm so beautiful. When I'm being true to who I am. When I'm be being true to who I am. I've made it this far. I've made it this far. And the best is yet to come. And the best is yet to come. I can become anything I choose. I can become anything I choose. And I choose to be me. And I choose to be me. I measure my best life. I measure my best life. By how loving and present I can be. By how loving and present I can be. My value is immeasurable. My value is immeasurable. I am thrilled. I am thrilled. Exuberant. Exuberant. Happy. Happy. Joyous. Joyous. Healthy. Healthy. I'm love. I am love. And I'm enjoying. And I'm enjoying. The journey of me. The journey of me. Wow. This was awesome. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I have this whole new perspective already on wh- who I am and where I'm going and who I'm going to be when I get there. Between two worlds, and now we've got the perspective exactly. to recognize the difference. Yes, exactly. Oh, thank you so much for all the wisdom today, Steve. And also, if you want to check out the guided journal, you can do that at stephenkinning.com. And be sure to keep checking back on the website and sign up for any notifications th- for the newsletter there because we are launching some new exciting products in the month of November. More to come on that. Sending out much love, light, joy, happiness, abundance, prosperity, (laughs) great health, even a a, a dance in the rain should it be required. (laughs) All the good vibes. All the KB creators all over the world. (laughs) Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.